everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 71. We're trading cards and racing meat. I'm your pal Val. With me today is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I am doing well, Val. And the man, the myth, the legend, Hall of Famer, King NASCAR, <laughs> Logan. How are you? I'm doing fine, man. How are you guys? <laughs> oh, man. Going through with some uh, NASCAR withdrawal last weekend. Yeah, buddy. But we've got a great show for everybody today. And let's thank our sponsors, Panini America and OK Plumbing. And special shout out to Brian and Lizzie. Uh, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about mm, F1 and the race, Lewis Hamilton's cards. We're going to talk about Prism 2021. It's been a few weeks while it's been out. Uh, we're going to talk about some eBay auctions, some PSA inf info, the 1990 action pack set and the stocks for tots more information has come out so got a jam-packed show for everybody so let's start with f1 uh since nascar is paused for the new season i did see real quick that roush fenway renamed to roush fenway kozlowski racing so but let's go over to f1 that was race number 19 of 22 that was the 2021 Heineken Grand Prix of Salo Pablo. And that was Sunday, November 14th at that Autodromo Jose Carlos Pace in Brazil. That was 71 laps. Lewis Hamilton won that race. He and actually it was pretty amazing since he was had a penalty and had to start back in the pack. Yep, he started back in 10th. And when I saw where he was starting. I thought, well, he's not going to win because I had heard a statistic that the further somebody had started back uh, at that race circuit was, and to win was eight. Yeah, it was pretty amazing to watch that. He was slowly but surely catching Max Van Stoppen, and it looked like they had no, no answer to that. No, they really didn't. Uh, there's been some squabbling, I think, about the engine that uh, Mercedes is using right now. And uh, there may be, you know, some kind of, um, no, what, what, what is the word? Some kind of, uh, anyway, there, it's, there, there's, a, there's a lot of discussion about the engine that they're using. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I, yeah. But I don't know if we've talked about Lewis Hamilton and his cards. He has quite a bit of cards in 2020. 532, we're not going to talk about them all, but I did take a quick look at his cards and uh, going by the trading card database, they list a few pre 2020 cards like the 2006 Futura Grand Prix and the 2009 Sports Illustrated for Kids and the 2009 Top Trumps Tournament Sporting Heroes and 2015 Sports Illustrated for Kids. But I was going to focus or talk about the other 2020 Tops F1 cards. If you're priced out of the Chrome and the Sapphire and the other offerings. But uh, don't forget that there are 2020 Tops F1 official stickers. And he has about, I guess it's about 10 cards in there. 
from cards uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, and 120. So if you're a sticker person, if you're like soccer, and uh, I don't know what the print run for those were, but they seem to be uh, not in a massive amount of supply. So if you're into the 2020 tops now, uh, he has four of the 2020 tops now cards. Card number three with a print run of 1900. 15 card number six with a print run of 3982 number nine 3184 and then 13 as well 5266 not a ton of cards there um of course when you compare it to the like panini instant nascar stuff it's <laughs> it is a ton but it seems like you know f1 being global that's probably a uh, you know small print run. So, and then there's the Turbo Attacks Formula One cards. Those are that card game, and uh, there's quite a bit of cards in that set. Uh, looks like Lewis Hamilton's got about 15 in there, and then there's a limited edition and uh, XL. But Logan, I don't know if you've seen any of these or, or Jason, but the Topps Dynasty Formula One, those those are all autographed. Uh, there's glove and patches, and of course, there's different versions with the regular gold and red number to five or one. The regular one's uh, serial number to ten, and there's the autograph suit flag patches, serial number to four and one. All this is super limited, but... Yeah, I'm looking at some of these numbers. I mean, serial number to ten, to five, to one, my gosh. I can only imagine what some of those cars are going for. Yeah, so I guess that's equivalent to the National Treasures, uh, that high end. So hopefully Tops will be putting out another Dynasty series in 2021. You know, he it looks like he's almost I say destined for an eighth title. When you look at the standings, Max Verstappen is 14 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Then third place is 130. So. It's going to be between Max and Lewis there for the championship with only a few races to go with three. Yeah, I think it's going to go down to the final race. That's that's I've been saying that all along. I, I think it's whoever wins that race is probably going to win the championship. Yeah, very exciting. You know, nobody's run away with it. So it's going to make it exciting. And that next race, number 20, is at the Qatar Grand Prix. And the Qatar Grand Prix, I didn't realize that as I was pulling up for the notes for this is it's you know planned for this year, and it's gonna they're not gonna have it next year. But then they're building a new all-purpose circuit for for to be available in 2023, and then they're gonna be um, the next 10 years on the circuit. Yeah, it looks like also it's that race is set to be the fourth full night race on formula one on the formula one calendar so that's going to be cool having night races for formula one <laughs> yeah that, i saw that that kind of piqued my interest so i'm gonna um have to uh, check that out definitely yeah it makes you wonder if these cars are going to ha going to have headlights <laughs> I, I doubt it it'll, it'll be like nascar but yeah so uh singapore baran and sharkeen are the other three uh, that were night races. Uh, it's going to be 57 laps, and that is going to be November 21st at 
I thought I saw it was 9 a.m. Well, for us, it probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, they're building a new, uh, I guess, a new track and that'll be on the circuit for, uh, they were signed a 10 year deal. So starting in 2023. Yeah. And then, and, and I'm also surprised, or I don't know if I'm surprised, but it, it just amazes me how late into the year the Formula One season goes. I mean, I thought NASCAR went late into the season, but these guys are really, I mean, they're going into December. Yeah. I was looking back at 2016, 2017. And I noticed that the anniversary is coming up of Martin Truex Jr. winning in 2017 because of the Panini Instant card. So uh, NASCAR has gone a little bit, but again, you know, we got three races to go. Uh, we have this one coming up this weekend, the Grand Prix of Saudi Arabia and the Airways Dubai Grand Prix. So we still have the, the three to go. So, yeah, it's going to be late into the season. Uh, moving over to uh, cards. Well, uh, we've got some indie news about Jimmy Johnson. Okay. You know, Jimmy Johnson has uh, passed his rookie qualification test for the Indy 500. So that means he could qualify next year for the Indy 500 if he so deems to do that. Uh, I have not heard one way or the other if he's wanting to do that, but at least he has – he has passed the rookie qualification test so he can do it if he chooses or the team chooses or whatever, you know, the circumstances are. So, uh, I would, I, I'm not the biggest Jimmy Johnson fan on the planet, but I would like to see him in the Indy 500. I think that would be cool. I think it would be even cooler if he could win the rookie of the, of the race. And I think it'd be even cooler if by some weird stretch of the, uh, you know, the imagination that he he actually might win that thing. I mean, that would that would put him in a class uh, of only three, two other people with um, with AJ Foyt and Mario Andretti winning the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. So it'd be cool. What would really be the what point? Really be? <clears throat> excuse me. What would really be the point of him qualifying if he wasn't going to pursue it? I mean, is there any benefit to just having that qualification? I don't know that there's a benefit. Uh, I just think that, you know, of course they had to have, they had that this year. So he just did it like a couple weeks ago. So I, I think that just gives them, I mean, if you have the chance to to take it and take the test, I mean, the, I mean, if he didn't take the test, then he would not be able to, to run the Indy 500 no matter what, but at least now he has that option. And it could be, you know, now that, He's passed. He can start getting sponsorship or whatever it is, and you know, make that run for right. Indy. So it'd be really cool for him to be able to run the Indy 500. Like I said, Logan, only a handful of folks have done done it from NASCAR and and Indy. So yeah, I think I think it would be it would be fantastic if he could if he could pull that off and at least get in the race. I think he would do well, you know, because you know this year he's kind of limited himself to. I don't think he's really been on any super speedways. I think he just wanted to try to get uh, acclimated to the road courses and to the car itself. So he really didn't run any high speed tracks, but uh, he did. He, you know, he had to run a high speed track, of course, at Indy. I think you know, one of the tests is you have to run over 215 miles per hour. So he was able to do that and, and did pass. So he, he's, he can run those speeds. I just don't think he, you know, had the experience in the car yet to to actually want to try to do that in competition but 
I think maybe this next year, maybe he'll, you know, do some more super speedways and some faster tracks. Yeah, I can I can see that where he's erring on the side of caution. You know, he had this, you know, tremendous NASCAR uh, career, you know, and the last thing you want to do is not have a very good IndyCar career, you know, or, or mess up uh wreck or whatever. So, well, you know, motorsport motorsports are inherently dangerous anyway. And, you know, you know, NASCAR, you know, it's a full bodied car. It's not open wheel. So, I mean, yeah, you can get hurt. You can get killed in these things. I think the, you know, we haven't had anybody killed in NASCAR in a long, long time, but you know, there's been a lot of safety improvements, but I think the NASCAR cars, you know, just, just the roll cage and all the safety features are much safer than an Indy, Indy car, an open wheel car. I mean, there's not, when you think about it, there's not a lot of protection there. Uh, not nearly as much as there is in NASCAR. So I could see where, you know, he would definitely want to want to learn the car, learn how to, to maneuver through traffic and do all those things before he gets out there and is doing, you know, 215 miles an hour, 220, whatever. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. Hopefully yep. uh, they'll make some announcement about uh, his Indy intention. So. Yeah, do you want to talk anything about uh, any of the NASCAR silly season? There's not a whole lot going on right now. You mentioned about Brad Keselowski going to Roush. Uh, you know, we do have uh, Kyle and Samantha Bush. They announced they're expecting another child, so that's great for them. Um, and there, there's some other things going on. That, did, do you want to talk about any of that? Of course. Right, like uh, you know, we've got there's Noah Gregson. He's going to attempt to qualify for the Daytona 500 with Beard Motorsports, running possibly the number 62 Camaro. So that's pretty cool. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him get in that. That'd be awesome. Um, and you know, they're also testing the next gen car in your backyard, Val, in Charlotte right now. That's awesome. It is awesome. You got to try to go out there one day. <laughs> definitely but anyway they are they were talking i think it came out today that they're going to chop an inch off the, the rear spoiler uh of that car and of course they're expecting that to you know less downforce more horsepower so they're expecting that to, to add more horsepower to the car so i don't know what exactly they have found that that spoiler is or is not doing i guess it's slowing down the car but they are going to chop it off so i thought that was interesting um so yeah, that's just some of the things that are going on. There's really not a whole lot, you know, you know, major going on right now. No, no earth shattering news or anything like that. Everybody's gearing up or taking their time off or the folks in the shop are working for next year. So yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't have your plan set by now, um, you're, you're probably not going to have a really good season next year or even have a chance at a good season because you've got to have all your sponsors lined up. You got to be, well, you don't really build cars anymore since NASCAR is furnishing this next gen car, but you got to get your cars ready. You got to you know get all the sponsorship stuff lined up, uh, all that kind of stuff, and, you know, and be ready for the next season. I mean, if you're like I said, if you're not doing that now, then you're already way behind the eight ball. Right. Uh, also, want to recognize Logan, um, Mr. Hall PSA Hall of Fame. Well, thank you, sir. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I can talk about that real quick. Um, back, I guess it was in May, 
or June when they announced the the PSA awards for this year. And um, PSA graciously gave me a Hall of Fame award for for my um, 1980s NASCAR run, which includes a whole lot of different sets. In fact, it's every set of the 1980s. It includes the 1983 Uno, 86 Sports Stars, 88 Ma all the 88 Max, uh, the 89 Max, 89 Max Crisco, the Winter, 89 Winter Circle, and the 89 through 90 TG Masters of Racing set. So I thought that was really cool. I got I got my award in the mail a couple days ago, and I actually tweeted that out. And I'm I'm honestly really proud of that because uh, for the longest time, PSA wouldn't put any modern sets in the Hall of Fame, and uh, I think now they've kind of seen the light on that. And uh, I'm glad to see that they're actually you know I, I don't know if you would call an 80s run set a, a modern set per se because I think it is kind of vintage now because it's more than 30 years ago, but you know, I'm proud of that. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys recognizing that. And I'm very grateful to PSA for that. So well, what exactly does, sorry about, I was going to say, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean that you have complete sets that are PSA graded? Yes. Um, that, uh, that, that complete run, I'm trying to remember how many cards that is. It's like well over 700 cards and they're all graded. That, that 89, 90 TJ Masters of Racing sets, like 262 cards, something like that by itself. And the uh, 89 Max is, you know, 201 cards with the, you know, with the variation. So just those two sets right there are well over almost 500 cards. So. Yeah, that, that 89, I think it's 220. Oh, that's right. 220. You're right. My bad. And then that's, with the variation. But I mean, it. I was going to say, that's a lot of cards. So you have the 45 card 89 Winter Circle, which, you know, which is tough. 83 Uno, the 86 Sports Star Photographics, and that Mas TJ Masters of Racing, that's a big set, too. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, you know, with all the, the price increases and everything now, I don't know that anybody could go and do this because, you know, I did this when. You know, I could get cards done for, you know, $4.75 a card, you know, and, and now, I mean, value, who knows what value is going to be when it comes back to PSA because, you know, they just announced just a few days ago that the regular cards, uh, you know, just the regular, excuse me, regular grading is going to be like $100 per card. I don't know. How, and that came up on Hobby Hotline last night. I don't know how you could call uh, $100 a card regular, but... <laughs> That's that's what's going to be happening. So I wanted to ask you before we sidetrack off the PSA in general, are you? And you kind of alluded to it, saying what the pricing was. So is this stuff that you submitted for the most part, or did you piece it together a little bit of both? How did you put all these sets together? Oh boy, for the most part, I, I'm the one that submitted. Um, <laughs> It's uh, in fact, I just looked at 723 cards is the, is the total cards for that, that run. Uh, no, I mean, I would say, I'd say at least 95% of these I submitted. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, look at, looking at them. I mean, I bought the only ones that, that would be in there that I may not have gotten graded would be a few of the 88 max, but the rest of them, you know, 89 max, the, 
the TJ Masters of Racing, uh, all that. You know, I, I submitted every single one of those myself. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it would ever be duplicated. Just pricing alone, you could put it together by buying the cards, but it would take you forever. So yeah, I don't think you will ever see it again. That eighty nine max set is is vicious, and I, I don't know how many Logan you've done of that. Uh, having I think the majority is it three of the two hundred and twenty one are not tens. Yeah, there's three of them that are not tens. Yeah, so <laughs> like card number one, card one, card four, and card one hundred four. <laughs> go figure. Go figure. And I want to tell you those are tough because uh, the back is that green and it chips so uh that's massively impressive uh just in itself oh man you should see the stack of nines i've got that's what i mean <laughs> so it wasn't just 700 and something cards it was uh that's the total but that's not you know the number you submitted so that's not how much i've spent in grading oh my right. gosh i, I guess it. that's where i was wanting to go with that yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've got a stack of I got a stack of PSA nine eighty nine max. You would not believe. <laughs> I could almost do a do a PSA nine set. I, and I actually thought about that once, but but like I said, now with the price increase, um, you know, I got to think twice about what I want to get graded now. But but yeah, I, thanks guys for for recognizing that award. Um, like I said, it came in the mail, and I'm I'm really proud of it. And like I said, I'm I'm hoping that now that the, the the gates have been open for you know not so much vintage cards on the set registry set hall of fame that we'll start seeing some other cool sets you know not just nascar but you know some things like maybe like the 1991 desert storm baseball that i think that would be a cool set for them to put in oh the absolutely yeah yeah there, there's, so there's a lot of cool sets that i think they could do and, and put in there so hopefully so you, hopefully, hopefully they'll get in there so did you take your wedding photo off the mantle and put that award up there in its place or what? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but uh, switching gears, there has been Prism 2021 Prism Blaster sightings. Not here. Not, yeah, not, <clears throat> not here. in Pennsylvania yet. Well, I, I saw them at Walmart. And uh, this year, you know, was used, they used to have the three-pack of camo. Um, but I think continuing, like with last year, they have the three-card pack, including the blue and Carolina blue hyper-prism parallels. Uh, and then this year, I noticed something on the box. Look for the blaster-exclusive black finite one-of-one parallels. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the, again, uh, you know, Panini and, and had talked about price increases. So that is now in effect. And I believe the blasters are $34.99. So, yeah. That's thanks to all the folks clearing the shelves uh, last year. So, and I guess supply chain issues or whatever. So, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say it. Thank you, flippers. <laughs> thanks for nothing. So, uh, again, so, but uh, I did not realize that the uh, black finite uh, were exclusive to the blaster. So, that's yeah, 
Go ahead. That's, it's got to be a first for NASCAR, especially. I mean, have they done a retail exclusive one of one previously? Not, not that I. I mean, no, I don't think so because I was yeah. going to say, you know, the you know the other short prints could be found in there, but nothing I think that was exclusive to Blasters. <clears throat> I just hope that's not their justification for the price increase. Well, I, like I said, I, I know earlier in the year they talked about increasing the prices. But it was when I think right before Target and the rest of them stopped carrying them. And they were going with um, the price increase. So, but again, that, you know, that's across the board, uh, totally different right. subject, totally different. Company, whatever, but the 582 Montgomery Club renewals came out, and that was something. I think it was like 150 last year, and it was 300 dollars for renewal this year. And I thought I heard uh, 600 dollars if you're a brand new member. So holy moly! No, thank you. So it seems like you know the the prices are going across, uh, going up across the board. So. Yeah, I mean, everything's going up. Uh, and then, Logan, so how, you know, you were going to report back from uh, last week about the collation, and I think you were going to try to sort into some sets. Yep, I did. I sorted all my, my four boxes of prism that I opened up. I was able to get three sets out of that, and I had a lot of, a lot of doubles. I actually had a few extra uh, Ty Gibbs and Haley Deegan and Natalie Decker doubles, so I was happy for that. And when I say I completed these sets, this this does include the the ten cards that are the variations as well. So you know, I've got uh, the base set with the variations, and I made I was able to make three sets. So I think that that's really good. That's a whole heck of a lot better than Chronicles was earlier in the year. So I was proud for that. And because um, if, if I had if I hadn't made at least three sets, I the, oh boy, I just I would have been disappointed for sure. So if you're able to make three sets, including variations, it doesn't seem like the variations are short printed in any way then. I don't think so. I they were not they're... last year either. Yeah. I think they're printed the same as the regular cards. Just just looking at what I got. Um, I, was, I was looking through and I, I did a few statistics on these. I mean, I'll, I'll run through them really quick. Um, as far as getting prism cards out of the four boxes, I was able to get 22 prism cards. I thought I'd get more than that, but that's, that's, that's all that I got was 22. So I think they said there was supposed to be like six per box. So that I didn't quite get six per box. Um, I noticed that uh, on some of the inserts, some of the inserts are pretty tough. Like the stained glass. I only got one of those out of four boxes. And I only got one of the Liberty inserts and one of the Spotlight inserts out of four boxes. So apparently those are really, really tough. Uh, also, the Team USA with the flag in the background, I got two. So it, was, it, it looks like it's almost every other box. <clears throat> so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I also, you're supposed to get four autographs per box. I got 15. So actually, on my very last box, I only got three autographs. So, again, I was a little disappointed in that. And I did have, uh, I think we talked touched on it last week. I did have a little bit of 
I don't know if what you want to call it residue or something on the, on the cards that was it, it it wasn't grease but it was just kind of sticky something I, I can't I couldn't tell you what it was unless you know I was able to do some kind of chemical analysis or, or something like that but um I did have 21 cards that I'm going to have to send back to Panini that that have this substance on them that were sticking together and uh so that that really it was really kind of it was just it was just weird I, i've never seen anything like that in cards before i don't know if they they add something in there to keep the pages you know the card sheets from sticking or something but whatever this stuff is um it it really makes the cards feel funky and, and, and when i was sorting through them i could tell as soon as i hit one that yeah there's one right there you know it had that little sticky slimy whatever you want to call it on there so i did have that were they all in the same box or were they spread out across the four boxes no, they were spread out across two boxes. In fact, gotcha. I think it was the last two boxes I opened up were that way. Um, it, it was it was really weird. Uh, again, it just I, I wasn't expecting that. And like like I said, when I was busting them and I was you know doing a, a, a video for YouTube on them, I mean you can go back and look and see. But and I can you can actually see when I when I rub them on the video, you can actually see that there's some kind of something on there because it, you can see the the streak of my thumb going up through there. So it was, it's weird. Like I said, I'm going to send them back to Panini and ask them to send me, you know, some packs or whatever they want to send me. I don't care. You know, it's fine with me. Um, now, as far as the autographs go, I thought it was pretty interesting because I got 15 autographs and four of those were just regular prism autographs and the rest of them were all numbered, which I thought was really cool. I mean, the, 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 the uh, highest or the highest lowest number was 99. You know, I had I had some uh, some red blue that were out of ninety nine, but I actually had one gold card that was out of ten. So um, I thought that was that was that to me was was really cool that um, you know that all the other ones were numbered. The you know eleven card I had eleven numbered cards. So I, I like that. Awesome. What about your on card versus sticker autographs? Did you pay attention? Um. Well, I've actually got them right in front of me. Uh, I got one Brad K autograph, and, I, and that was a sticker. That may have been the only sticker that I got. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was the only sticker I got was Brad Keselowski. Which, that's awesome. I mean, that's not something that we see very often nowadays. Yeah. And that was the guy, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the guy we talked about last week, that if there's going to be a sticker, that's that's the one. So, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Auto pen from yep. uh, Ignite, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he just doesn't sign cards anymore. He just does stickers, and that's it. But yeah, that was that was it right there. But that was a that was a pink one out of fifty. So that that, that was a pretty sweet autograph. But yeah, all the rest of them were on card. Even Jeff Gordon's is on card, which I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Jeff. I didn't get pull of Jeff Gordon, but I've seen him on eBay, and uh, they're going for some pretty pretty hefty prices right now but yeah that that's pretty much about you know my 2021 prism experience um it was it was pretty good overall i, I didn't hit any major you know case hit cards unfortunately i wish i had but no dice well speaking of autographs 
just update everybody on the stocks for TOTS. I know we have a lot of listeners in North and South Carolina. For those who don't remember the Stocks for Tots, uh, their mission is uh, it was Stocks for Tots was established in 1989. It's committed to raising funds and awareness for uh, child abuse prevention and parenting. Uh, and the they get the old timers and um, retired drivers and current rookie stars. Uh, they all come and sign. Uh, this year, it's going to be at the Charles Mack Citizen Center, and that's in Mooresville, North Carolina. That's uh, uh, 215 North Main Street. And that's December 7th from 630 to 830 p.m. Uh, you can contact North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame. That's different than the NASCAR Hall of Fame, but... Uh, it's twenty dollars cash donation at the door, and they have a, um, advanced credit card tickets, and then they have fifty one hundred dollar VIP tickets available. It includes a VIP reception and first in line priority. Uh, and they released the list of drivers. You have Hall of Famers like Bobby Labonte, Bobby Allison. Uh, I think I saw Waddell Wilson. Yeah, Everham's in there. Everham, yes. And then uh, Donnie Allison will be there. Todd Bodine, Dave Gillen, Todd Gillen, Shauna Robinson, Dave Marcus, Marilyn Green, Renee Perks, Austin Sendrick, Doug Herbert, Jeff Burton, Ralph Shaheen, uh, Bill Blair, Jerry Cook, Hall of Famer, Wada Wilson, Will Cronkite, Winston Kelly, Joe Nemechek, Ron Hornaday, uh, Hall of Famer, Humpy Wheeler, Mike Joy, Jeff Fuller, Greg Irwin, Kevin LePage, Phil Parsons, Stephen Parsons, Harrison Burton, Kyle Lockrow, Doug Foley, Tex Powell, Cole Custer, Matt Biendetto, Matt Biendetto, Bobby Dotter, Greg Alding, Zane Smith, and Joey Geis so far. Uh, so they, those are scheduled to attend, uh, you can contact the North Carolina Auto Racing Hall of Fame for more information or stock for tots on Facebook. I've been a few times and you can get quite a few autographs. So, and of course, it's for a great cause. You know, you talked to us a couple of weeks ago about this, and <clears throat> not only was I impressed with the quality of the names, but the quantity for $20. I mean, if you get everybody there, you're not even paying a dollar an autograph. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. If you know, you start at the line basically and it's one session, they've done multiple sessions in the past, but I think there's a little video on the Facebook page uh, that talks about it, but it's like one session and you start and just, you know, go through the line. So, uh, you know, that VIP, uh, even though it's, uh, you know, more expensive, but, you basically get in the in head of line and you know go through that line and get those autographs and again like I said it goes to a great cause and they will be adding more uh, drivers. I know Richard Petty's been there before and I can tell you for experience don't put anything down in front of Richard Petty because <laughs> he will pick it up and sign it. <laughs> I had two uh, autograph books and I had put one down because I had, was pulling the other card out of the other book and he picked it up and you know 
<laughs> signed it automatically. So uh, he's fantastic, of course. And, uh, you know, again, Bobby Allison's going to be there. I think Dale and Hart Jr. Uh, went one year as well. So uh, they'll be adding more uh, drivers. And the Facebook page is the best way to um, find out that information. So, again, I wanted to relay that information since we have so many listeners from North and South Carolina. Yeah, December 7th. Man, I don't, I'd i love to try to get out there for that. I just don't know if I'll be able to make that. What what day is December 7th? That is a Tuesday. Yeah, I wish it was oh. a different day of the week. Yeah. I believe it's a Tuesday, they said. It is. I just looked. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, if it was on the weekend, I could, I, I, I might be able to try to make it, but I, I don't think there's any way I can get out of work to, to get there on the seventh. Oh boy. Oh well, it's still cool though. Great, great yep, for like everybody said, that lives around there. So I just wanted to make sure, if you're not aware of it, you know that, uh, um, it was, you know, canceled last year, but it's been running for you know every year since then from '89. So, like I said, I've been a couple times and. It's a great cause, and it is a lot of autographs. So, yeah, it's uh, it's shooting fish in a barrel for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I know one year, Joan Hunter Nemechek, John Hunter Nemechek was there. I'm sorry, uh, and I'm trying to think of some other drivers, but uh, Rex White usually is there as well. So that's the first time, you know, I was going through line and and got Rex White, and you know, he signs at 1960 champ, and I was like. I wasn't familiar with him at the time, and I'm like, "That's the 1960 champion right there." So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, 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 I'm looking at this list, and there's a lot of guys I would just like to just go see and say hi to them. Yeah, it's an impressive list. So, for the prize. Oh yeah, I, I'd gladly fork over twenty bucks for this. You know, when we talk about going to the national and all the the autograph pavilion and all the other stuff and uh, you know, twenty bucks for all, all those drivers. Yeah, you're not getting you're not getting anybody at the the national for twenty bucks. <laughs> Maybe the guy who's sweeping the floors. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, this is a great deal, and it's a great cause, like you said. Well, let's move over to the nineteen ninety three action pack set, Logan. This is, I believe, a set you had collected. I I remember action packed with football. I don't. Didn't really collect those, but, uh, you know, first that I can remember of, you know, being embossed. Yeah, these were the first embossed NASCAR cards. Uh, and they were also the very first Braille. They, some of the cards had Braille on the back of them. This is uh, also the first Braille set as well. But yeah, it was released in 1993 in three series. Yeah, uh, taking it from the Beckett, annual Beckett, it says that this is the first action-packed racing release issued in three separate series and features the now standard raised embossing printing process. 24 pack boxes with seven card cards per pack house the first series, while series two and three contain six cards per pack. The series one set was released in early of 1993 and includes five different subsets, 1992 race winners, 92 pole winners, top 10 points, Young Guns, and King Richard Petty. Series 2, released in mid-1993, is highlighted by the first Dale Earnhardt action pack cards, 
a four-card subset of Dale Earnhardt featuring Braille on the back of the cards. The Series 2 includes six different subsets, Daytona 93, cards 90 to 95, back in black, 120 to 123, back in black, Braille, 124 to 127, the Allisons, 140 to 149, Young Guns, 150 to 156, and Brothers, 161 to 164. Fall 1993 saw the release of Series 3 featuring Rusty Wallace and Race Week in Charlotte subsets along with six-card memorial insert sets of Davy Allison and Alan Quickie. 24-karat gold insert cards were also distributed throughout packs in all three series. Yeah, they had... Um... They, they, they claim there was 72 gold cards, but there's actually 73. There's a Rusty Wallace that's number 73 that apparently was never issued in packs, but somehow got out the back door somehow and made it into the collecting community. I've got, I've got one of those. But uh, I, I thought something that was strange was the distribution of the gold cards per series. They... They had 17, the first 17 gold cards in Series 1. Then in Series 2, they had 21 gold cards. And then in Series 3, they had 34 gold cards. So it looks to me like you buy a box of uh, 1993 Series 3 Action Pack racing cards now, um, you got a good chance of getting some gold cards out of there because that's a lot of, that's twice as many that, that were in Series 1. Yeah. Uh, and they are distinguishable from the regular issue cards by the G suffix on the card numbers, as well as the 24 karat gold logo on the card fronts. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a set of those for the PSA set registry. I only got like maybe nine or 10 so far. I haven't really worked hard on it. But every time it seems like I search for those things on eBay, I always see the same cards. I never see anything new. Um, you know, that may be something I need to try to focus back on again. Um, and, and maybe that's something I could get graded down the road. We'll have to see. But, you know, something to think about. This set was made the year after Richard Petty retired. So it's pretty heavy on Richard Petty cards. Um, they also had some prototype cards, too, that they issued. And I remember going to my local hobby shops at the time, begging them, Please, please give me those cards. I want them so badly. And but they they had like I think it was five cards. They had an Alan Kowicki, Bobby Allison, Dale Earnhardt, uh, Dale Jarrett, and Jeff Gordon prototype cards. So that was that was pretty cool to get those back in the day. I think I've got all those cards. I have to go double check, but I think I do have all those cards right now. Yeah, I forgot about. Uh, you know, we lost. Davey Allison and Alan Quickie there in that time span. Yeah. Um, I remember those Those were some pretty dark days. I remember that. Yeah, they had those uh, uh, commemorative sets of six cards each for them in Series 3. Um, and they're, they're, like I said, they're nice cards. Um, some of my favorite cards in there, and, and I guess probably one of my favorite cards is card number 42 with Kyle Petty. He's on like an old school, one of those really big cell phones talking it's just a funny looking card <laughs> I, i've always liked that card for some weird reason 
modern technology back then. It was back in yeah, back in nineteen ninety three. That was modern technology where you had this huge honking cell phone and you could talk it's to like people. a brick. It was like a brick. Um and they also had I think you touched on it a while ago, they had those uh young guns cards of Jeff Gordon and uh Bobby Labonte and um Kenny Wallace. And they had them dressed up as um you know, in Western garb, they had the hats and the, the chaps and the whole nine yards. And uh, I guess they thought that was cool back in the day. But uh, what do you say about that, Val? I was going to say, it's kind of, uh, oh, it didn't age well. I think. It didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, those are some funny looking cards now uh, when you look back at it. But, you know, they're trying different things. So, you know, again, going after that young guns. I like... Well, I guess it's it's not Young Guns, uh, the 2000 maximum with the Young Lions, but yeah, the the Young Guns. Uh, I think they used Press Pass used that in 2004, 2005. I remember. I guess it was a Kyle Bush that comes to mind. But anyway, I digress. Um, yep. But yeah, so you can still find those wax boxes out there and uh, for the action pack. Yeah, we've seen them at the national. Yeah, I'll say they're not too expensive, or I guess I haven't looked at it since all this craziness, but, you know, 20, 30 bucks. There's no, I don't think there are any real rookies to chase, or, you know, not like the Kyle Bush or some, or Martin Truex or some of those guys uh, in the mid 2000s in that 93. No, there, there's, there's nothing really special in there uh, unless you want to try to chase the gold cards. Which, you know, th like I said, those things were, were pretty neat uh, back in the day. I, mean, I remember buying those and everybody was trying to get those gold cars. That was that was the big chase. To me, it seems kind of confusing because there's like 200 cards in a set, but only 72, 73 of the gold cards. Yeah, and they took some of the same cards that were like in the higher numbers and renumbered them as a... Um, you know, as a as a gold card with a different number, so you might see the same cards that are in, in a different series be a gold card, but that their numbers don't match uh, the same numbers as they would uh, in the regular set versus the gold cards. So, but yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weird how they kind of helter skelter just kind of picked cards and then made those gold cards. I don't know what their logic was back then, but. Uh, it is kind of weird. And, and something else I think about when I think about these cards is how, you know, there was a lot of money that had to go into creating these cards because they had to create dies to, to stamp these things to be embossed. And then when they embossed them, they, you know, they also have to fold them over and glue them together on the backs. I don't know if, if, if you, how many people have actually seen some of these cards, but they're very, very thick. And the corners are rounded, and when they when they stamp stamp with the emboss, you know they have like two little flaps on the side, and what they do is they fold those flaps in to make the back, and they glue they glue them down, and you know I have seen seen cards in the past where you, there's a little residual glue on the top or the bottom of those things, but really for the most part they did a great job on those, um, but I've always thought that was interesting. You know I would love to have seen how they actually, you know 
stamp those cards and then put those cards together and then put them in packs. Yeah, but I guess with the embossing, though, it allows you to do, and I guess this is the first time, the Braille cards. Yep. So, again... Since I don't know Braille, I, I have to just pick the word for whatever those you know whatever it says on the back for for the Braille. So I wanted to ask you about the '73 card, the Rusty Wallace Gold. Being that it wasn't in packs and it came out later, <clears throat> and I'm looking at the Beckett, the little clip that we have, and it says hit the secondary market at a later date, presumably after Action Packed ceased card operations. So, since you were actually collecting these at that point in time, do you remember any information that came out? Do you remember when it happened? Like, what the the buzz was about that card? No, I really don't. Not at the time. It wasn't till till eBay, you know, came out in you know the late nineties, to where I saw started seeing some of those cards okay. on there and thinking, hey, where these where this card come from? And but it doesn't really seem to hold any, you know, extra value just because you know it, it wasn't issued in packs or you know it could be limited. Uh, you know, I was able to pick one up, you know, fairly cheap. So, it makes you wonder what it was supposed to be because why would you have all those? And if you have 72, and like Val said, it's not as if one was made for every driver for every card, so it's not like there's any real reason that kind of stands out as to why it wasn't included. Yeah, that's, it's a great mystery. I, you know, I'd love to be able to pick somebody's brain who used to work there and maybe you know, they might have some insight on that. Uh, you know, I, I often wonder if they were even planning maybe a fourth series later on, or maybe, you know, which would make sense, which, you know, something like that. I don't know if, if they were actually planning that, um, because you know that that third series is really when you think about it, it's really limited because there's only 39 base cards, and then you've got the 12 uh, cards of Kawiki and Davy Allison, so you still don't even have 84 cards there. Yeah, I was gonna say for the price, it could be that people don't know that it's more of a short print or a special circumstance than the others, you know. They may not. Maybe they just see it and think it's just a regular card, and maybe you know people just haven't. They just don't know the full story, so they don't. They don't even think about it. Right. So you know they're not. They're not listening to NASCAR radio. So yeah, that's where you find out little nuggets like this. Exactly. So you can pick it up and you know know it's a short print or you know was released through the bankruptcy, and not through normal channels. And you might be able to get it for, you know, add to your collection at a, a you know, reasonable price. So, yeah, kind of like the 1988 Max D number 99 Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> <laughs> Same kind of thing, except not not nearly as expensive. <laughs> yeah, not like, you know, one of those iconic looking cards. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a cool set. I I've actually again, this You'll probably never see this again either. I've got this whole set graded on PSA. Uh, you know, all 207 cards plus the two, uh, the Davy Allison and the Alex Kowicki. So That's incredible. It, it, yeah, but again, that, that's back when you could get these things done cheap. I just don't, I just don't see anybody trying to do these things now. Uh, I just don't see it happening. That's well, just, I mean, even at twenty dollars a card, imagine what that's going to cost you. 
207 cards. Well, I was going to say at five dollars a card, and then <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a 200. That's you know, no dollars right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, Logan. Um, you know, I've known you a long time, whatever, and and I have the same uh, love for NASCAR cards, whatever, and grading. But you know, it's a it's a big set. My usually my sets are you know smaller, hundred cards or less, and we go after a two hundred and seven card, uh, ninety three set. Um, so that's why you have the PSA Hall of Fame award, I guess. But you know what? I, here here here's my thought process in doing all these things is I was trying to do like the first of whatever NASCAR, because I also did had the, uh, the speed flex 3d card set graded. I was trying to, I, that was my thought process. You know, whenever NASCAR, whenever they came out with a unique set or the first concept, uh, first kind of set of whatever, I was wanting to get those, those graded. That was my, that's what I was trying to do, but there's still other sets out there that I'd like to do that, I'm just not going to be able to get graded now because of, again, because it's just, it's just not cost effective to do it. Well, this is a totally different subject, but I think you need to put that on a necklace. And then when we go to the national, you know, <laughs> be able to take, when you go to the PSA booth and you get, go to, you know, get your cards submitted that you put that on the table, plop that and, award down. And, you know, that should give you some kind of discount. You'd like to think. I mean, just think. Remember when Carl Edwards was running the subway car? He had a gold subway card, which was a lifetime card where he could go into Subway and get Subway sandwiches for free forever. You know, you would like to think that, hey, this guy's got all these cool sets. Uh, we know he's committed. Let's give him a break. I doubt that'll ever happen, <laughs> but who knows? Maybe they will give me a break. If you're listening out there, PSA, give me a break. <laughs> well, we do have, uh, you know, lots of listeners from in California. So hopefully uh, Steve or one of those guys is listening. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe Matt, Matt Hindler is, is uh, he, he, he works on the registry. I think he may, uh, he may be listening. He's a soccer guy. He's uh, you know, shout out to him. He's got a great PSA graded soccer collection. Uh, do you want to talk about any eBay auctions you've seen? I know um, there's an 83 Uno Downheart. I think it was SGC 9 sold, but uh, it was at 1400 but it was a best offer, and that sold through. So no telling what that sold for, but it's good to see that out there. What do you think? What, what, would, what would you think would be a fair price for that? Uh, SGC, uh, I'd, I'd say 1000 probably at least. Yeah, I, I think I would have to agree with that. The 83 Uno Downhart Senior Rookies, the, those 83 Unos are tough. I think less than 70 have total been graded by the big three grading companies. So it's not like there's thousands and thousands of, of them out there, so... Yeah, it's not like a King Griffey Jr. rookie upper deck. Yeah, or yeah, I was gonna say the 2000 Tiger Woods, but no mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, did you see any other auctions? Yeah, you I want to talk about? Of, I saw a whole bunch of different things. I'll just, I'll just any prism. If you, yeah, this is all mostly prism from the, this last week that I saw. Uh, the biggest thing that I saw was. 
2021 Prism Chase Elliott Redemption card for a gold vinyl one of one auto. It sold for $616 with 29 bids for the redemption card itself. It was pack fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give me start on pack fresh. <laughs> so that was $619, you said? $616. $616. $29 bids. So, I mean, I mean, you're given the way things are, are so far behind these days, you know, gosh, that's a lot of money to pay for a redemption. Uh, I'd be. Yeah, but it's still that thing of it's promised to that person. So it's not promised to anybody else now, you know, no matter that's if it's. Cool six months or six years yeah we'll see I'd, I'd love to see whoever gets that but that's that was a hefty price i, I you know I, I don't know if that was worth it or not but it is a chase elliott it is a one-on-one and it is an auto so you know that is a pretty cool card um some of the other things that i saw um somebody had a, a half case box break of six boxes that they were doing and then of course they were you know doing different you know auctioning off different drivers and the two that, that that stood out to me were Haley Deegan and Natalie Decker somebody bid $120.50 for the Haley Deegans which I think that was actually probably a really good deal out of six boxes because you're gonna get quite a few but what was even more amazing is Natalie Decker went for even more than that $143.56 with 12 bids. Wow. So it's like Natalie is moving up in the NASCAR world. So good for her. Uh, strong Natalie Decker collectors out there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think both of those people actually got pretty good deals. I, you know, who knows that you may hit an auto in there. And that's something else I noticed was there was a lot of Haley Deegan and, uh, Natalie Decker autos out there that are going for some pretty good prices. I don't think I really have too many of those in here, but it's a pretty strong market right now. Um, some of the other things I noticed out there was um, there's one of those lava flow cards of Haley Deegan and it went for $250 buy it now. Wow. So that, and then there was another one like uh, right before that, that went for $300 buy it now. So those, those lava cards are commanding some pretty good prices right now. And something else that I did, I saw too, was uh, and then going back to Natalie Decker, she's she's in a color blast. There's only five color blasts, and she's in a color blast. And that card sold on the 15th of November for four hundred and fifty-five dollars with thirty-four bids. Wow! You know, there's only been like three color blast cards on eBay in the last week. That was going to be my next question. What did the second one sell for? Because you know how that stuff goes. First week, it's there's it's high, and then the second week it goes a little bit lower. But yep, that's why I always wait. I just I just kind of wait it out. But those mm -hmm. color blasts must be really super rare. I mean, like I said, I've only seen three in this last week, and one of them was Richard Petty, uh, which sold on the 14th for 189 dollars and ninety nine cents. Buy it now. So somebody went click and bought that one. Yeah, I'd like to know. I don't know if you get one lava flow or one color blast per case, or if it's every other case. Or I would have to say that the lava flows are probably three or four to one. I bet on those, judging from what I've seen out there on eBay. 
So I think I think the um, the color blast by far are much rarer cards. Have you seen what is active right now for the color blast cards? I have not. There is a Dale Jr. It's four hundred and fifteen dollars with just under twenty four hours to go. And that's an auction, or that's not a buy now. No, that's an auction. Twenty seven wow. bids. Yep. Take that, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> that's nice. That's impressive. That is impressive. Well, I guess I don't know. If people, you know, either collecting the Dale Earnhardt Jr. or if they're trying to complete the set. Yeah, I mean that would be a heck of a set to go after, and you're going to pay for it. Well, you know, that's a set. Well, in my wheelhouse, that's a set I would go and get, you know, graded and put that on a PSA set registry. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's, you know, going back, touching on grading for just a minute now, you know, my focus, my collecting focus is probably going to change from all these really big sets to, like you said, these little small sets, like five cards, four cards, you know, however many cards uh, that are that are tough, that are super short print cards and get those graded. Um because I just, I, I just, I just can't see people, you know, doing modern sets anymore. It sounds yeah. like you can't see yourself without graded cards. I love graded cards. Like. <laughs> I love so, like, cards. I'm, I'm working on the watercolors from the Dunruss set, you know, but there's no way I'd, you know, do a Dunruss set or you know, a modern prism set, whatever. But you know, the yeah. insert set might be different or the stained glass or something like that. But anyway, exactly. I digress. Uh, any other uh, auctions? Yeah. Uh, a couple more things that I saw were um, there was a zebra card of Tyler Reddick of all people. And it went for 58 bucks with 12 bids. I thought that was pretty strong for that, that card. I thought that was kind of cool. Those, those are nice looking cards. I like those zebra stripes, but I'm kind of with you, Val. I wish they had done, checkered flag instead of zebra stripes if they're going to do black and white borders on stuff. Yeah, I think the zebras should be in the football and the checkerboard from the football should be in the racing. Yeah, you know, like when we went to the National this past year, you know, we were looking in cases and stuff and I would see a card with a checker border and we're like, oh, it's a racing card. Oh, no, it's not. It's a dang football card. <laughs> And so it really threw me off. I was hoping to be a racing card, but it was not. But anyway, going back to uh, some of these auctions, um, some of the other things I saw were uh, there was a Jimmy Johnson uh, Legends Gold Prism Auto, super short print, of course, what they say. One of one, $311 for, with 46, 46 bids. Somebody really wanted that card badly. So that was very impressive too. Um, and I also saw a Jeff Gordon uh, pink prism card with the autograph. It was number 11 of 25. It went for $98. I thought that was actually a, a fair price, if not maybe slightly undervalued. It had 22 bids. So yeah, there's a lot of action right now out there on eBay with these prism cards. And of course, there's a lot of lower end cards too. So if you're looking to try to to build a, a rainbow set or something like that, and you luck into one of the one-on-ones, you should be able to, I would think, get your rainbow fairly easy right now anyway. I mean, as time goes on, we know how, how much tougher that gets. Right. 
Well, yeah, that's a look at eBay. Uh, one that I saw that's actually current, there's still three days, 12 hours left, is a 1972 STP Richard Petty at $1,000 with two bids. Wow. There's only uh, two photos, with a, one with the front, one with the back, but it's at an angle. It looks like the bottom left corner has paper loss. So I was surprised to see uh, that price, but uh, other than that, it you know presents well. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on what that closes for. Yeah, that card would be a good card to get autographed. Oh yeah, at, but at a thousand dollars is out of my out of my range. But yeah, those things have quickly gotten out of our range. <laughs> uh, and one other side note is there's a Benny Parsons 1972 card. That's one that you don't see a lot of, but it looks like I can't tell from the photo if it's got either some residue on the top loader that it's in, or if it's on the card where you know, there's tape on the card or not. So. Well, you can't. I don't think you can ever go wrong with buying seventy-two STP cards at a good price, and uh, those things are so rare. They're they're only going to go up in price. So, any, anytime you can pick them up at a reasonable price, I think you've done well. And that seller actually looks like they've gotten their hands on quite a few of some of the older stuff. There, uh, they have a Harry Gant eighty-six Sports Star Photographics. I believe they had a wax box of 89. Uh, there's an 86 Sports Star Photographics, Tim Richmond, and also um, a Myrtle Beach set and a regular Charlotte set. Huh. What's this? Well, no, I, I, I was going to say, I don't know if you want to advertise the seller or not, but. You know, the, everybody can kind of um, yeah, yeah, search on it. So, if you, you know, it's an 88 Max uh, first edition factory set. So it's uh, st starting at 129 or buy it now for 199 And I think they were the ones, if I look at the sold, that had the 86 Earnhardt. Yes. So that was November 16th. It was one bid and it was $400 with $10 for shipping. And this was the 86 Sports Star Photographics, Dale Earnhardt, the short print. What did it look uh, like? Was it well centered? Yes, very well centered. It's in a top loader. It Ooh. barely looks like barely fits in a top loader, but I would never try to chunk those things in a top loader. They're just too big. Uh, and it does not have the address on the back. It just is the sports or photographics uh, emblem on the back with no logo with no uh, address. But yeah, so that was one bid at three ninety nine ninety nine. Wow. That's so, impressive. I'll yep. Again, a, lot some, good, a lot of good cards out there. You know, that's that's one thing the pandemic has done for us is it has brought out a lot of the tougher, older, rarer racing cards. It's, we've seen a lot of them come out of the woodwork, especially the STP. I think I've seen more 72 STP cards this 
past year and a half than I've seen in the last probably 10 years combined. Well, with prices like that for those Richard Petties, it's no wonder. But, you know, the change in hands and, you know, going away. Mm-hmm. So, and again, you know, I, I think people are buying them like this one for a thousand dollars, you know, and it's got paper loss on the corner, you know, if they were graded or if they were, had a lot of scans, I guess what I'm saying is if, you know, it looked like it was going to be uh, six or seven or eight or something like that, I could see some of the prices as opposed to, you know, paper loss that would grade lower. So, but again, like you were saying, you know, if you get something like that autograph or they just want to have one, yeah, I mean, you can't have too many of those. I wish I had a lot more than I've got now. Well, guys, do you have any other topics you want to cover tonight, today? No, sir. I think we're good for this week, brother. Yep. yep. Well, I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. You know, shout out to the folks listening in Germany, in Canada, Belgium, as well as uh, we have folks in California, North North Carolina, New York, Illinois, Texas, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Tennessee, Ohio, Florida, Alabama. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, please like, share the podcast, share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And for me and the guys, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>